We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, Yu former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hi, friends. Welcome to Brunch Talk by The Dateable Podcast. This is our chance to answer your burning dating questions, and we can get a little deeper in each question because we know you have all of those questions coming in, and we want to give you a little bit more time and attention. Yes, we do, because the burning dating questions never end, and UA and I had the pleasure of seeing each other this week hey. in person, which was always fun, and we were with some of our other girlfriends, and you know, I feel like they gave 
us inspiration probably for another year for brunch talk questions in themselves. <laughs> there were so many good questions and so many different topics that we went into that, you know, it always makes it more fun in real life when you're really dishing this out. So for anyone that's at home doing brunch, definitely love that you're doing brunch with us virtually, but also, you know, go out with your girlfriends, go out with your guy friends. There should be a bros brunch. There's nothing wrong with that. Whoever you're with, you should find someone to go out and dish in person and, you know, share this episode with them while you're at it. Just clarifying, we were with girlfriends and a new boyfriend, a new guy friend. That's true. That is true. (laughs) It was so much fun. He's a gay friend of our other girlfriend. And the night started out pretty tame. We're just like having normal conversation. And then we end up at this, I don't know, a chicken place, a Vietnamese chicken place that one of our girlfriends was like obsessed with. And the guy that owns this chicken place is this very charismatic older Asian man. Older Asian man. Okay. That's the, the <laughs> that's like, I want to emphasize that word. And I don't know what was in the chicken, but it made the whole group a little horny, I think. And they were both so into the zaddy oh as they God. were calling him. Every time he would come over and bring in like a new, you know, our food or silverware, these two could not stop gawking at this <laughs> Poor man who was just trying to close up his restaurant and go home to his family. But no, he's got all these eyeballs on him. Like they're drooling over him and the chicken. They couldn't <laughs> stop talking about him. I've just never seen someone, you know, really gawk at someone like this before. I unfortunately had left by this point. So I missed <laughs> the gawking. And I love that you're like something in the chicken. Or maybe since we were out at four o'clock and this was probably around like nine o'clock, that could have also True. done it. Just a thought. I love that we were out at four and most of us were home by 10. That's how you party in your 40s. (laughs) You know, the next day in the group text, everyone's like, we should do this more often. And I'm all for it. I'm all for the early start, early to bed. It's great. It's great. It was packed. There were a lot of people on the same page as us. Yeah, there were a lot of 40-year-olds out. So, you know, Julie, something for you to look forward to. When you reach this decade? <laughs> I did go to a music festival. It was a free festival, um, yes. Hardly Strictly Bluegrass. And I'm not a big bluegrass fan, but everyone there, the average age, I would probably say was like, I don't know, I want to say like 70. And oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say 40. I shouldn't say the average age. There were a lot of older people there. And there was this tweet that like kind of started spiraling. That was like, this is the only music festival that you can go to and feel young at. And I'm like, damn right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm normally in like the old person's tent at these, you know. <laughs> I was wondering who goes to Harley Strictly Bluegrass. Yep. I It just sounds kind of more mature. Right. You just I mean, there the was alone. this couple that were like hardcore grinding. They were definitely in their 70s. And I was like, Damn. you go, you grind, you grind. You know? I want to I want to grind for the rest of my life. Air hump, whatever. <laughs> just like I want to do all the things that I used to do in my 20s, well into my 70s. So good for them. Major goals. But we will bring this conversation back to the question for kind this Kind of episode. brings it back, right? <laughs> kind of. Yes. Speaking of grinding. Speaking of grinding. Grinding was a good segue. (laughs) The question is, when is it appropriate to send sexy photos? Yes. And more context. I've been dating this guy for a month and received a text with a sexy photo in it. The only problem was I didn't find it very sexy. Is this enough to end the relationship? 
There's something very violating about getting a picture that you did not ask for. So even if the photo was sexy, I think I would have still been taken aback. I really question, really question things. But I think the better question to ask is, have you communicated to this person that you were a little taken aback by receiving this photo and asked for their intentions? I think it's good to have an open conversation. It could get really tricky if someone sends you a photo and then you break up with them and not explain or talk about it. That would just break my ego. I would go home and cry (laughs) and maybe delete all the photos on my phone. (laughs) Can you imagine if you're like, ooh, I'm looking good today. I'm going to send this to the person I'm dating. They're going to love it. And then they call you back and ask to have the conversation. You're like, ugh, that's not a good feeling. So I would say still give them a chance to kind of talk through their thought process. You're still learning about each other. And I bet you anything, some people send sexy photos because they're used to doing that with an ex. You know, Mm -hmm. their ex maybe asked for it and they're kind of projecting onto you and this current relationship. So it's just good to get these things out of the way and openly talk about them. The problem with sexy photos is they can't be sexy or they could be really cringe. Yeah. And sometimes we're not always the best gauge of ourselves and what we're putting out there. I've definitely seen some along the years that the person was really trying. They were really trying to be sexy. (laughs) And I'm sure I've also said things that I'm like, this seems like it's sexy to me, but questionable, you know? I don't want to gender, but I think men and women maybe have different thresholds for what the sexy photo is too. I would say like, is it grounds to end a relationship? It's hard. It's like, if you have that ick factor and you've really got into a place that you're not attracted, it can be hard to come back from it. But I would say like, can you weigh like everything? Like, is this enough of a one-time thing to send you over the edge with it? And if it is, like, I think nothing is worse than trying to force it. Like, if you're really feeling like you are not attracted anymore, it is a hard conversation to say, like, hey, your photo was so unattractive that I am unattracted to you now. I don't really know how you say that in a nice way. So I think there is a communication element to it, but, like, how much you communicate, I'm not 100% sure. I think it could be, like, <laughs> I'm not ready necessarily. Like, I think the timing of the photo is an easier conversation to have, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. hey, like, we're not there yet. Or like, this is a lot for me. That's an easier conversation than saying like, hey, your photo you sent me that you thought was really freaking sexy was repulsive and gave me the ick factor. (laughs) Like, that's a hard combo to have. Well, circling those back to the top line question of when is it appropriate to send a sexy photo? And I think it goes back to, again, you need consent first. You really need consent. And on the receiving end, you need to communicate that consent is needed. I've received two dick pics in my lifetime. One was on Instagram by a stranger. And the second time was through a dateable listener through our email. That was a fascinating. I was going to say you forgot (laughs) one, but that was the second one. Amazing. That was it. Two people (laughs) I did not know. And it was very shocking to get these photos because I did not invite them in. And sure, if I knew them or maybe 
like was dating them, I could have thought these were hot, sexy photos, but I certainly did not ask for them. So they were already not sexy in my book. So asking for that consent, like there's something kind of cute and sexy about, hey, I'm going to send you a photo, you know, been thinking about you, you ready for this? And the other person could be like, no, I'm at work. I'm screen sharing right now. So do not send any photos. Or someone could be in bed thinking about you and, and saying, yeah, send them over and I'll send some over. We just need consent. You got to just communicate. No matter you're on the sending or the receiving end, you got to communicate the consent. I am 100% on board with that because I think context is so important too. Yes. And you don't know where the other person is when they're receiving things. Like I think understanding the environment they're in is so important. And that can just be a couple conversation starters leading up to it, right? Like I feel like you shouldn't just be like sending this hot without any icebreakers into it. Like this shouldn't be the first text message that's going through when you have no context of where this person is. Yes. And especially early in a relationship, like you just don't know them enough. Like I've gotten like, you know, some photos that I haven't like thought were unsexy. Like they definitely were like attractive. And I think it was because, you know, we were apart for another reason or there was a lot building up to it. And, you know, there was reason for doing it. I admit I'm not someone that like loves sexy photos. Like that's not like my go-to in any way whatsoever. So I'm sure there's people out there that are just like, this is a must for a relationship. I don't think I'm that person. And I don't think you're that person either, UA, as you've only gotten two in your life. Mm-mm. And neither of them were <laughs> from a partner. <laughs> But I think like, you know, there there have been a time and a place like when you're doing long distance or you're apart for an extended period, that it can be a nice thing to get. But again, there's conversation leading into it. Yes. I personally think like having like a conversation of do you like getting these types of photos is yes. really important too. And yes. it doesn't need to be like a long drawn out convo. But like if you're on early dates, like you could just bring this up. You can even use this podcast as a starting off point like hey I was listening to this podcast talking about sexy photos like what's your take then you at least know like if they're like oh yeah that's so hot then you're like okay game time like this could be something again you know set the context to lead in but at least you know it's something that they're receptive to but if they're just like clam up and it's clear they're uncomfortable then like maybe that isn't a good move for you Mm-mm. it's risky <laughs> yeah it is maybe one of the riskiest things you could do in your life other than going into oncoming traffic. Because if you think about it, the times that I've seen sexy photos from my friend's exes, those exes did not, they were not sending photos for me, but I got to see them because you never know where your photos are going to end up, especially if your relationship ends. So if we're talking about sending photos, I think it's also important to communicate the risk factors involved and saying, I trust you to keep these safe in a mm-hmm. password protected album or they disappear and I watch you delete them because listen, this shit could come back around and really haunt you later when you're running for office or I don't know, you become famous and someone wants to blackmail you. That happens to all the fucking celebrities. Even if you're not famous, like <laughs> anything, right? Like they could totally come around and bite you. I would never want that stuff like leaking in any way. But I think also if you are going to do it, don't put your face in it. (laughs) 
That's another hot take. That's a good (laughs) tip. Yes. Be anonymous with it. Yeah. And just don't show too much. Just, you know, leave a little bit to the imagination. When I was in long distance, that's like the time I did this the most, for sure. Yeah. And I would say it's probably pretty PG in the scheme of people's sexy photos. But for (laughs) me, this was like the most I ever did. And I think, you know, like something subtle, like I definitely like had something that was, I actually ended up reusing it as my Bumble photo later on. Like I cropped it (laughs) slightly, but it clearly wasn't like that bad is what I'm trying to say. It's like, you know, it was very minimal. It was like leaving a lot to the imagination. And if you simply cropped it, you wouldn't even see anything. So I think like, how can you do things in a tasteful way, knowing that it could circulate if you are going to put your face in it? And if you're looking to have it circulate, then you have another agenda, right? (laughs) Some people are like, I want to see the shit up on the internet. I want to be known for this. Then you do you. I think that's good for you. So think about your intentions when you're sending and receiving. I think it's funny. My friend told me this story. She just started dating this guy and now they're married. So it's different. But when they first started dating, she went on his phone because he was like, can you look for this photo of, I don't know, this car that he was trying to buy? And he couldn't get to his phone. So he's like, can you look through my photos? And she came upon this photo album that had all these sexy photos of his ex. And she was so pissed. She's like, why didn't you delete these? Why do you still have these on your phone? He, and I do believe him because I met him and I think he's a stand-up guy. He's like, I completely forgot these were on my phone. They're just like so far down the list because she's go scrolling through all the photos to try to find the car. And also he's so trusting of her. Like if he knew these photos were on his phone, why would he tell her to just scroll through right. his phone, right? So I believed him. But even in a circumstance like that, when you're well-intentioned, it could still be misinterpreted. And they had a huge blowout fight. They almost broke up over this, understandably. Oh my God. But just know, like these photos have consequences. I do want to go into some of the nuance. But before that, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the One Love Foundation. The numbers of people affected by relationship abuse are startling. Abusive relationships rarely start with physical abuse. Instead, there are often red flags like manipulation, isolation, belittling, and volatility. Do you know the signs? One Love Foundation, a national nonprofit dedicated to ending relationship abuse, empowers you to see the signs of an unhealthy relationship before things go too far. Visit joinonelove.org and learn to spot the signs of unhealthy and healthy relationship behaviors. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head 
to viahemp.com and use a code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use a code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey. And yet, we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? <laughs> and maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So there's definitely nuance of different people receiving this. I think sexuality is a play. I think your actual like gender identity is a factor. How long you've been seeing this person is a factor. Maybe like let's start with like how long you've been seeing this person because I think that mm. really does make a difference. Personally, like I think the first month that was kind of what the listener wrote in about mm -hmm. or also probably another factor, have you been sexually active with this person? person or not like right. you know i think if you haven't then like it's That's probably awkward definitely don't send the sexy photo because i mean i've definitely gotten them before from people on bubble and tinder that you know I hadn't even met yet. And they're like sending that shit yeah. through. Like that is, I don't know. I feel like there's not That's many people out there that really want that. Maybe at least as a hetero woman, I don't want to speak for everyone, but most hetero women don't want that. There might be like one out of a hundred that do, but if you are a hetero guy trying to date hetero women and you're trying to date someone that wants a long-term relationship, no, it's, yeah. it's a gamble and probably not going to go in your favor. So there's that. <laughs> if you're looking for just a hookup, at least you're sending your intention so people can decide yeah. from there what they want. Curious what you think about this, but I almost feel like even hetero women that sent like a real sexy shot at the beginning before they met up to a man, a hetero man would be kind of put in this category of like hookup only. Like you said, depends on the pretenses and what your sexual 
relationship has been? Do you trust each other? Mm-hmm. Because I can certainly tell you the times my guy friends have shown me photos I did not ask for, for the girls <laughs> they were seeing were in the very beginning of dating yeah. and then saying, check out what this chick sent me. It's exactly. so inappropriate. And I don't condone that type of behavior, but that's what happens. These guys kind of use it as a way to show off. That's why I think the length of time is so important. I think first of all, like the month, you don't really know this person very well at this stage. Mm-mm. So they don't really like, oh, I hate the word like, oh, it to you. But I think people do view it like that. You're like not someone that's like a deep part of their life at this point. Mm-hmm. And also even like the listener that wrote in, you're at like a very deciding phase. Like you're evaluating, is this person I want to spend more time with? Any little thing at this stage, it's a very fragile state, can become yeah. like unattractive and then it's hard to come back from it. So I would say like if you can refrain at that beginning stage, plus you don't probably know their opinion on the matter as well. Like I think the beginning stage, like I hate using like hard fast rules, but probably like at least three months in, I would say is like the appropriate time if you are trying to have a relationship with this person and you don't want this thing circulating around. Well, it's similar to our conversation about when to go public with your relationship. It's like there's no arbitrary date. It's about did you get your partner's buy-in yes. first? Yes. <laughs> and end of the day, all of this is a conversation with your partner to get their buy-in. It should be very openly talked about. This is all bringing back so many memories. I remember I hooked up with this guy in Vegas once. He had just gotten a divorce and we had a great night. We hooked up. It was great. And as I was getting dressed, he tried to take a picture of me. (gasps) This is when there were no camera phones. Oh my God. It was like camera. It was a legit camera. That's horrible. And he he wasn't trying to hide it. He was just like taking a photo of me as I was getting dressed. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I just want to remember this night because it's been so special. Like not of me half dressed. This is not how you treat a woman. But how fucking clueless was this guy trying to take a picture? And so I had to really educate him on how uncool that was and disrespectful. But again, it's a conversation. He kind of just assumed I'd be okay, but obviously I was not okay with it. And we just make so many assumptions when it comes to other people's likeness and their identity that we don't protect other people. We just need to be more cognizant of that. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, like I hate gendering as a whole, but I do think women are more like we're not as visual of human beings to begin with. I think the anatomy in itself, there's a lot of reasons, but also, you know, you don't want to feel like that's the reason why someone's into you either. And I don't know, I personally like feel like I've never felt compelled to like send something like that to someone I'm just talking to because it feels like that's what I'm leading with now. When you're deciding what to do with it all, like I think you have to ask yourself all these questions like what am I trying to put out there because so often we put out differing from what we actually want and then if we're going to talk about like our gay and lesbian listeners out here I feel like maybe not lesbians as much but I feel like in gay culture like sending photos is kind of the norm that being said like if you are a gay man and don't want to do that like I don't feel like you need to feel pressured because that's so ingrained in the culture but I do recognize there are differences in this conversation based on sexuality and gender. We love to hear what you all think too, our listeners. 
Right in. Want to hear your opinions? We've definitely heard them as anecdotes, but it would be really fascinating to just hear what your experiences have been. And so we're not, you know, just using our own experiences in this situation. But end of the day, and I will say this end of the day, but the ultimate learning is getting consent, getting buy-in, earning that trust, and having open conversations. You can't go wrong with those four things. No. No matter what it is that you're doing. And to bring this full circle to answer the listener question. Question, like, is it enough to end it? Mm. I think it is, you know, it's like one of those things, like it seems superficial, but if you're really turned off and you can't get past it, then like, yeah, you need to honor yourself and like what that's going to look like. If you can have conversations and try to move past it, then that's ideal. But if you really can't, then like let that person find someone that's going to appreciate their sexy photo. And then you could also find someone that either you find their photo sexy or yeah. has the kind of EQ to know not to send you the photo until you're ready for it. I mean, that's the thing about photos, right? You can't unsee them. <laughs> no, you can't. And like, that's the thing. It like sounds stupid to like in something because of a photo. But if it really just changes your perception, then yeah. it changed your perception. Like once you get the ick factor, it's really hard to come back from that. Oh, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Good luck indeed. And then like, as you always say, if you have differing opinions, if you've had relationships get off the ground or flourish because of sexy photos. And like we said, there's always a time and a place if the scene is set. So we'd like to hear that. So definitely feel free to write in, tell us about it. If you have any additional questions, re-sexy photos. <laughs> we love it. We love building off of past brunch talks into new brunch talks. So feel free to send those our way as well. You can reach us by emailing us at hello at datablepodcast.com or you can DM us on Instagram at datablepodcast. We check all those messages, believe it or not. Okay, well, we'll see you next week. Bye. The Datable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at datablepodcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay dateable and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.